everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Katrin, recovering from uh, drinking every day since the NBA draft. And my co-host, and your co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, let's just start off with the, the thing everyone wants to know. I think even more than this this here, rookie draft oh. business. Okay. All right. You know what I'm going to ask. Do I have to ask it? Uh, you have to ask it. All right. How are your feelings on the Chicago Bulls 2020 uh, NBA draft? For the three people who uh, listen to this podcast who care what I think about the Bulls since I talk about it every single episode, I don't know. And I think I'm okay with it. And I, I don't know if I like the, the draft pick. I have no strong feelings about it. I, th- I think that's a much better place to be than despising the team, despising the ownership, despising the GM, despising everything that's going on. It seemed like, uh, it seemed like other teams were trying to uh, trade up um, which is, uh, for uh, Patrick Williams. So that's a good sign. Uh, the guy who was kind of uh, supposed to go in the four spot, uh, Denny Avdija, Ab- 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 I don't know how to say that guy's name. You know I'm bad at the names. Avdia. Avdia. Denny Avdia. He fell all the way to nine. So I guess people were wrong about him. Um, uh, well, okay. So m- not let's not forget there was just two years ago that some guy named Luka Doncic fell to third because everyone was worried about him. How'd that that was out? dumb, but that's dumb though because everyone, no, I, no. anyone who but, was anyone, knew you should have taken Luka Doncic first in that draft. I think my point in, in saying that, and I'm not comparing the two players, is I think international players always come at a relative discount because there's some teams that go, well, I don't know, he didn't play college basketball. I'm scared. I agree, and I think if anyone doesn't think that way, it is it is AK. It is the Bulls GM. Um, I don't think. Adrunas is not looking internationally. I think he's definitely looking internationally. He probably has a little bit more, um, I guess, scouts or information internationally than uh, than pro- most of these kind of middle of the road, always picking up a college basketball player teams. That, and that used to be the Bulls. Who's 22? Who's an who's a old, a older senior in the draft who's super reliable? Let's draft that guy. And honestly, the Bulls – when those like Taj Gibson is a still is still a NBA basketball player, you know what I mean? Like the the guys they drafted weren't bad, but they were never home runs. Patrick Williams, raw, a lot of talent. Every team needs a three and D guy. We have a three and D guy now. Hopefully, it develops into something uh, really nice. The shot gets better. Um, he's got the athleticism to play in the NBA. Okay, I'm not mad. Okay, I won't ruin it for you then. <laughs> why i assume you're not a big fan this is the yeah, um, no, so so he rose up every draft board because he looks good against a chair yeah and uh, you know who else looked good against the chair marco milicic on chairs yeah. yeah and so there's a lot of raw tools here and like if you're shooting for upside which is maybe the bulls play here i don't hate the pick right like if you think 
if if the goal at the top of the draft and like the Sixers did this with the process, right? The goal wasn't necessarily like get the best player now or get the best player in two years. It was get the highest upside guy. Yeah. If, if that's the play, then I don't hate it because there's not a lot of guys like in this draft that I go like, oh, he could be an all star. He could be you know this lockdown defender. He could be this great you know player on a winning team. I guess Williams is one of those guys that has the upside, but the dude played 22 and a half minutes a game at Florida state. Didn't shoot the ball that good. The defense looked all right, but like, he's not going to be that. He's not going to be, he's not big enough to guard big men. Like he's tall enough and maybe he can fill into his body. And that's something I think they're hoping to do. But like right now, I don't think he's a very good NBA player. That's what they said about Kawhi Leonard. What they said about him. Tyler, what do you think about that? How'd that turn out? Well, let's compare the stats of Kawhi Leonard in college to uh, Patrick uh, Williams. Let, let's want, not, actually. I don't want to oh, be depressed. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> okay. be depressed. Let's All actually right. not do that. Um, this was a three-person, a three-player draft, and the, books, the, the Bulls picked fourth. So be it. Um, I think they tried to trade up. I think they tried to trade down. Um, I think there was a lot of uh, crazy rumors out there. And this was actually a really fun draft. I enjoyed watching the draft, even though I didn't know who basically any of these players are other than uh, LaMelo Ball. Like, I literally, I've ne- probably never seen any of these other people play because I only pr- watched March Madness. That didn't exist. So, um, Tyler, as always, when we... I thought you were going to say you watched March Madness this year. I was going to be like, how did it turn out? <laughs> it was good. I watched reruns of March Madness. Duke won. Duke won a lot of times in a row, and you couldn't figure out why. It was you were just on the Duke channel. Yeah, this new kid—he looks good. JJ Redick, really good shooter. Um, I think he's going to be good in the league eventually. I think he's going to have a long career. I um, bet he adds quite a few tattoos too. Yeah, I think he's going to go hardcore once he gets in the league. He seems like a little prissy bitch right now, but uh, I bet he goes hardcore and he earns a lot of respect from other people uh, later in his career. Um, this is the rookie draft. We are looking. At the NBA draft, um, free agency is opening really soon, if not open right now, and uh, that's going to be even crazier. And we are going to do separate episodes about the free agencies. But all of our dynasty heads out there, all you guys who do rookie drafts, maybe um, listen. If you're doing a rookie draft before the NBA drafts, get out of that league. I said it last time. I'm going to say it again. Get out of that league. Now the draft is over. We know where these guys are going, and we're going to look at uh, this from a dynasty perspective who are the uh, who are these players uh that could uh, maybe they didn't get drafted that high but they could develop into really good players someone like maybe patrick williams uh future uh mvp of the league potentially uh, i don't I, I don't even have that much faith in him i can't even say that with a straight face tyler this the uh, kyle McEwen, stanley johnson is this the move <laughs> i think it play? might be go after St- stanley stinky johnson that guy uh kyle loves that dude i um i know the least and i've done a, uh, done my research i'm not a, a, as lazy as i used to be i have to, a little bit more time on my hand but um Tyler, this is your this is your forte we're gonna talk about we're gonna dr- do a a quick like uh maybe a, a mock draft of the 10 15 top players here of uh if you're in a dynasty league but we're also going to talk about these players. If you're in a standard league, if you're in a redraft league, we're not going to leave you out. We're going to talk about whether or not these players can be effective next year. Something I'm probably a little bit more um, 
understanding of their value next season. Tyler does a lot of good research, always writes about the draft, and he knows these guys, uh, and he he's pretty decent at projecting forward. Um, I think all we have to decide now, Tyler, is who's picking first. Oh, well, we'll let you pick first, Michael, since you know the least. Uh, that's only fair. Oh. But I will say this about this class, and I think this is important to note. You know, I think the, the number one player, Anthony Edwards, or any of those top three guys would have been like the seventh, eighth, ninth pick in next year's draft. And, and you can Absolutely. say that you can say that next year's class is deep because it is, but I think this class is lacking some of that definite star talent. I think that there's a lot of guys that have the potential to be kind of a good starter and a fantasy relevant player, but like I I don't know that we're going to have like oh, I think <sighs> you might be right. I mean, there is no Zion, there is no LeBron. There is no, you know, yeah, there's not even a like a Steph Curry hidden in in the in the weeds here. But you know, we don't we don't like know that, right? Like someone might come out of shooter. nowhere. Yeah, you know, there might be a De'Aaron Fox in this in this draft. There might be uh, a PJ Tucker. Right, but yeah. to say like any of these guys are like multiple time All Stars, that's probably that's not looking case right now. Yeah, uh, I I I agree, um, and I think. If if you're in a rookie, if you're in a dynasty, uh, you're you got fall in uh, in a rookie draft. Certainly have to go with Lamelo Ball. Um, I'm, I know he's the biggest name. He's been talked about as someone who should go number one overall, who shouldn't even go in the top ten. Uh, that he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, that he played against Australian guys who aren't good, which I actually disagree that that Australian league is like the worst, one of the worst leagues. Um, that he just jacks up shots. That he has no discipline. All that stuff. I think you got to throw it right out the window because Lamelo Ball is a tall dude. He can handle the ball. He does have the ability to play point guard. And the Charlotte Hornets are going to completely shape their team around him. And he's going to be impactful immediately. He's going to get minutes, which is the most important thing, uh, in my opinion, when you're looking at rookies in the short term and the long term. And he has a translatable skill. He is good at assists and steal. In fact, he could be very good at assists and steals in his rookie year. Yeah, what he has to do is care about playing defense. Like he's six foot eight. There's is the he? yeah. There's the potential that he could be like a good defender. His biggest problem now and why the steals might not translate is he literally just gambles like for everything. Like he just tries to get the swipe. He tries to like jump into a passing lane and then his guy freaking dunks it. Uh, that doesn't work as well in the NBA. That's a that's actually a really uh, bad skill to have in the NBA, right. which is something this could probably gonna take him a while to uh, to figure out. I still think like even if he's gambling and guys are blowing by him, you know, get an extra steal a game, great. Yeah, and then what, I mean, like, what do I care? I'm not trying to. I'm not Michael Jordan. I don't care if Charlotte wins. I'm trying to win a fantasy league. Right, and and the the pluses are the rebounds are gonna be good because he's big. Uh, the assists are gonna be good. There probably will be some steals. Percentages could be ba- bad. 
I think he's a better shooter than what he showed. And, you know, I think if he can get that NBA spacing and play off the ball a little bit, like he can make shots. He can shoot it from deep. Um, It'll be interesting to see where those numbers lie. Obviously, he's not going to be a great player this year. Not, not going to be a great fantasy player this year. If you're picking him in the top 50, you're doing it wrong. Um, in a real draft, I mean, this is a flyer at the end of the draft. And that's I, I really feel like, I don't know, maybe three, four rookies maybe should be drafted as in end-of-your-draft flyers this year, uh, if that. Yeah. The standard league. Well, we'll talk about we'll talk about why I I I think I mentioned a prediction I made on on one of the last episodes, and we'll talk about why I made it, yeah. and uh, in a little bit. But yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, I would not be picking many of these guys if any of these guys, uh, really in a standard league. So I'm with you there. Um, so I get the pick now. All right, let's do yes. this. Um, I am going to go with Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards okay. m- may not be a fantastic fantasy player but he can score the ball and you know you hear the the andrew wiggins comparisons a lot um a lot of that has to do with like people say he doesn't really like to play basketball and i think he even had a quote like before the draft about he didn't watch basketball um the dude is a freak athlete and he's gonna get buckets now the timberwolves made it a little by trading for Ricky Rubio, and they already have D'Angelo Russell, and you know Malik Beasley's probably in that mix somewhere, and so the the guard kind of rotation there is a little crowded. But you got to think they're going to make some minutes for him right away, and you know if he can score the ball, that's that's a big a big key you know category in fantasy. So I I like it. I don't love it. I think he's he in does- a nice situation, right? He's he's playing alongside. Uh, he's in Minnesota. He's playing alongside two players that demand the other team's attention. So he doesn't really have to be the guy. He doesn't have to be LaMelo Ball, and, and they're not building an entire offense around him. He is uh, His game is to score. He can hang out in the corners and score. He can he can hit threes and, and uh, get points. Great. That's not yeah, a great I'm- fantasy player, but that's a standard league uh, relevant you know, like player if you're scoring 18-plus a game. I can see him getting some steals. The rebounds shouldn't be terrible. There'll be a few assists, not as many as you'd like, but a few assists, I think, you know. So I think the fantasy game is is okay. Um yeah, I mean I, I feel relatively good about him being the second pick in, in any kind of rookie draft. I just I don't know. That's not as worth as much as a second pick normally would be, I guess. That's fair. I I, I agree. I, you're in a you're in a dynasty draft, you gotta pick somebody. Uh, long-term wise, Anthony Edwards could develop into a very nice player. He could work on his game. He's, I mean, he's 19 years old, um, and he could start getting some more skills at assists. He could, um, be maybe even a decent rebounder for his, uh, for a guard, uh, in the long term. But, um, you know, at least in the short term, you're getting a guy who's going to play minutes. I'm with you there. All right. I'm going to go. My uh, with the third pick overall, um, rookies statistically over the years, rookies who have been eventually valuable or valuable right away have been uh, big men. So I'm going to go with the best big man in the draft, James Wiseman. Immediately, 
is going to be someone who um, maybe not plays right away in Golden State, but I don't think they can get away with not playing him in Golden State in the eventuality. Um, he doesn't uh, shoot terribly well from the line, but if you're in a head-to-head league, what do you care about that? This is a guy who, um, you know, he blocks shots and gets rebounds. He is a old-school uh, type of center. And in the, in the long term, he could develop into somebody who um, eventually is fantasy relevant, you know, 18 and 10. It, it, that's that's a possibility. Uh, is it likely? I don't know, because all these guys on this draft, they're not that great. None of them are, are, are sure things. So I'd rather take a, a chance on a guy who is considered talented enough to go with the second pick, and he's a big guy. Big guys usually um, pan out or completely flame out. I think James Wiseman will pan out in the long term. Well, and, and you know, you, you can even say, you know, a recent example, Joel Oak for like, oh, he didn't pan out. Well, he has a couple pretty good fantasy years for the Sixers when he was grabbing you, you know, 18 and 10 or whatever that was. Um, yeah, Wiseman's the pick. I don't love it. You got to hope he blocks some shots. There's not going to be much for assists or steals. There's probably not going to be any threes. Um, no, he's not a modern big man, and that's the probably the the issue I have with it the most. Right, and so it, you know you got to know what you're buying, and if you're built around that kind of team, then he's a fine pick. Um, if you weren't built around that kind of team, like if they say the thing that you punt was rebounds, mm-hmm. you're I I don't know I don't know who you pick here because I still might pick him, but it's like. I think you pick him just for maybe the trade value more than anything because, you know, we'll talk about this right now. I mean, the number four, you're looking at this board going like, uh, okay, some of these guys could pan out. This guy could be decent. That guy could be decent. But no one has a real great fantasy game either. And that's kind of another issue with this this draft class, both in real life and in fantasy. None of these guys are like – block steel like like steel leaders you know like none of these guys are block steel like uh ultra wonderkins like uh matisse Tybalt, you know uh there's there's really no one who's like okay i know that game's going to transfer really well so at this point i'm just looking at, sadly just at guys who have uh, at least a transitional skill lamella ball being able to get assists is very needed and then i'm going with big guys probably for the next few picks because big guys usually can translate into getting rebounds. Yeah, and, and so I think the next pick comes down but really between two people, and I'm actually going to go with Tyrese Halliburton just oh. because I think Halliburton showed that he averaged two and a half steals a game last year at Iowa State. He's a good defender. I think he's got the kind of versatile fantasy game that we like. You look at his numbers in the last two years, he averaged 0.8 blocks a game, he averaged 1.9 steals, he averaged four rebounds and almost five assists. You like that, right? For fantasy, like and he can shoot. He can shoot the ball. The field goal percentage has been good. The free throw percentage has been good. Some people think he's going to struggle finishing at the rim. He went to the Kings at number twelve. He was kind of the big, the big follower on draft night, right? Um, I just think he's going to be a good player, and I actually predicted that he would win Rookie of the Year. I don't know that that's going to hold up playing on the Kings. Um, yeah. But I think this is the type of player that 
gives us that kind of across the board production at the peak of his career that, you know, makes him more valuable than he is in real life. Like that, I think, um, you know, like he's has the, the capability of translating into a modern NBA guard, right? So in the long term, uh, guards often turn the ball over a lot in their first years, et cetera, et cetera. But in the long term, I think he's in a, in a place in, in Sacramento where he's going to get a chance to play. Um, he's can shoot the ball. Um, and he seems like, like he has NBA cal- uh, caliber speed and talent. And those are all things in the long term that you can't say about, you know, pretty much most of the rest of the people uh, who got drafted in this draft is like he, he he does stand out, even though that four to 15 was kind of like a crapshoot in the NBA draft. I, I think he does stand out as someone with this with NBA skills. Yeah. And so that's why that's why I'd go there personally. Um, the guy I think you're going to pick is is probably the guy that it's the debate with. And. Oh, well, we can talk about it when you pick. Uh, I don't know. I'm actually between two different players, a guard and a big guy. And I've been thinking about taking uh, this big guy, but I think um, since he, uh, where he landed, I'm more interested in taking someone who's going to play now. Because even if you're in a dynasty league and you're in a, in a rookie, uh, a long-term dynasty league and you're doing a rookie draft, um, once they get drafted on their your team, they are an asset. So I'm not, chances are, I'm not going to keep these guys for their entire career. Um, I'm going to use them as trade bait. And, and if you're in some of the dynasty leagues that I've played in, that Tyler's played in, um, some people who play in dynasty leagues almost seem to enjoy um, building a team of young, talented prospects versus winning the league. And if you are in one of those leagues, well, getting guy, you know, hot, young, uh, exciting names uh, on your team and then trading them off for players who actually play 35 minutes a game is a really good way of winning the league. And that's why I'm actually going to go with Killian Hayes because he's ended up in Detroit and he's probably going to start and play. And he could, he's once again a, a very important um, stat assist something he's going to be able to produce there um he's i think he's a very um good high-end prospect a lot of uh draft analysis people out there had him as the most talented player in this draft so in the long term hey maybe you even hit in something good but it doesn't matter in the long term if you actually hit on something good as long as other people think he is a long-term good prospect you can move him for the asset that he is and shit if you can't he's gonna play i think he's gonna play right away in detroit yeah what you like is you know he averaged 11.6 points 5.4 rebounds uh one and a half steals in 24.8 minutes a game last year playing professional basketball you like that right real basketball Um, basketball. the pistons are just such a higher fire i mean like i they're making (sighs) they're making so many moves i don't even know who's on their team right now who you know who else used to be a tire fire? Uh, Philadelphia and uh, the 76ers used to be an absolute dog shit tire fire. And Michael Carter Williams dropped a few triple doubles in the first week of the uh, of the season. It doesn't really matter if the Detroit's a tire fire. Well, and Hayes is going to play. Well, and I, and I guess my worry, and this is one of the highest like IQ players in the draft. You know, he's played three years of professional basketball already. So you you got to like that. 
for him. Um, I guess my worry is just the, the the pieces around him don't don't help him a ton. Um, I don't I don't hate the pick. I would have went with Okonwu at a USC. And that was who I was between. Uh, I think Okonwu um, says he is playing behind Clint Capella. He might be like long term, um, like the best prospect, better than James Wiseman in in the long term. Uh, but I'm I I when I do a dynasty draft I like to weigh uh, short term a little bit higher than long term because like I said I don't think these assets stay on my team more than a couple years. Right, and and that's a that's a, a real thing. I think I think sometimes it's good for a big man. You know, we saw it with Bam on a bio to kind of play that smaller role for a year or two, um, not get exposed and then and then kind of break out. So I'm a big fan of a Kung Wu's game. I think he has the potential to be. A steals guy too. So you're talking points, rebounds, blocks, and steals. Uh, good percentages. They're not going to be any threes. There's not going to be much for assists. But yeah, the the three, the lack of threes bothers me a little bit, and like uh, just overall. But uh, at USC, 16 points, eight and a half rebounds, 1.2 steals, 2.7 blocks. That's pretty silly. One assist a game. That's a little bit a uh, problem. But uh, this guy is someone who could be like a plateau level player. Uh, just well, in, a and, sh- in a short few years. And we'll say this too about college big men. Like a lot of them, they don't get the opportunity to create. Like so many of the, especially the big programs have systems that they run where they're not going to like let a big man do all this creating and stuff. So sometimes those, those aspects of a big, especially a big man's game can grow in the NBA uh, relatively quickly. So I just think he's a, a nice and he's a young prospect, an interesting guy. So yeah, I, I'll take him. What do we at Number four. Number six? Number six. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think we're at number six. That sounds about right. Uh, all right, I'm going to go. I think, no, we're at uh, seven. That was number well, six. Well, you're at seven. That's what I mean. I took him at number six. Now you're up. Number all seven. Right. Um, all right. This is where it gets a little um, loose and fast, in my opinion. I A lot of these guys, I don't know. I haven't heard a lot about them. Um, So I'm going to go with some people that I do know because if you, you know, if you're in a dynasty league with me, at least know the player that you're trying to trade me. That's that's a positive thing. Uh, But at least some of these guys either are going to play a little bit um, or have, um, you know, a uh, some potential to develop into uh, decent players. And uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with my boy Denny. Denny uh, oh. Abadija, did I say that right? right? I cannot say no. these people's names. No, you cannot. Cannot say these guys' names. Avdia, Avdia, Avdia. That was pretty Avdia. close. Denny Abdia. Oh yeah, Abdia. Yeah, okay. Uh, he he's in Washington. I like that. I like. <laughs> I, 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 I like him being in Washington. The, you just love the city of Washington. You, I know how you're. You're just a fan of cities in life. So <laughs> I, I just love Washington. I have a lot of opinions on cities. Uh, DC. I don't know. DC is not that great. Um, but there's some cool places around DC that you can hang out in. Uh, some cool neighborhoods. Go check them out. Um, uh, Denny Abgia. I'm not going to say his name right ever. Um, I think him being in Washington team needs someone interesting to play along with the players that they have or won't have here in like a week or so um he's gonna find plenty of time to to play there um he does seem like someone who uh, handles the ball a little bit more so maybe he's a decent um like assist guy i really don't have like any any 
like better things to say about him other than he seems like a fairly talented, like long-term super tall point forward. And in today's NBA, that's something that in, can end up being really, really great. Or this guy could be a bust. I see like, the whole, the, the whole point forward thing. I think got made a, like, he's not Luca. He's not LeBron. He's more of a secondary or tertiary creator. Which is good. I mean, like, there's going to be, like, need that. three, four assists. And that, that helps a team win. He strikes me very much as, like, a really good role player, but not, like, oh, my God, he's this star. So, like, in the actual draft, I might have taken him fourth overall. Because I'm like, this guy's going to be good on a good team. And he's going to do. stuff that are good because he's a big guy with your drafting him in fantasy but like he doesn't like does a lot of things that you like to see from an nba player he's also super young um, plenty of time to to evolve um and like it seems like you know washington will have some room for him uh when it comes uh you know like i don't know like rj hampton all right cool rj hampton's cool but he's not gonna get he might be good but he's not gonna get hardly any minutes in in denver so he's probably gonna be available three months from now because he hasn't played a fucking minute yeah and i think that's why the next guy on the list is obi toppin oh, oh okay because at, at this point great name at, at this point and you mentioned it like how many of these other guys are really going to play minutes and, and make a big impact like not a lot um if you're going for a long-term play at this pick i would pick Kari lewis jr yeah uh, who the pelicans picked but like he he's not going to play at all i mean they got lonzo they got eric bledsoe like where is he going to get minutes probably not at all or if he is he's like the third point guard playing like 10 minutes a game so that's a stash that's not a like a talent stash if you want to go that route then go ahead but if you're going for like that's minutes which i that's what i do i, I agree with obi toppin yeah toppin's an older player right the knicks there was kind of a cia connection like you got to feel like they're going to play him he's 22 years old the dude can get buckets um i'm actually a big fan of just what he can provide like the guy is just He's an NBA-ready dude, and he's going to come in and play minutes and score, rebound the ball, just be a, a solid player, I think. And so at this point in, in a rookie draft, I'm happy just to grab that and hope the numbers look good enough that I can package him for something, you know, a month into the season that's a little better. Yeah, I'd say Obi Toppin, I'd go if you're going for long-term stash plays, uh, Kira Lewis Jr., um, and then I'm, uh, I would go with my next, I'm, I'm going to take two picks, Tyler. All right, not, do it. You're not going to be happy about it, but I'm going to go with the next two. Hey, I'm actually going to play. I'm actually going to get minutes guys. That would be, um, Isaac Okoro and Patrick Williams. 
I think both of those guys will play minutes this year. Um, I just don't think either and why they fall. I think why they fall so low though, even though they do play minutes and, and why I would even take guys like Kira Lewis jr. Uh, or, or, um, um, ahead of these guys who are actually going to play kind of going against my own strategy because I think Coro and Williams don't have good fantasy stats. I just don't think they're like, not going to be steel block. I, I don't, I don't think they're going to be steel block guys. Uh, hopefully they're three and D guys, you know, but like poor man's, um, up Covington's aren't normally highly sought after. Um, well, and that's why fantasy players, that's why for me personally, I wouldn't pick those two yet in a rookie draft because I think they're going to play and the yeah. stats are going to be bad enough where you're like, I don't want that guy. He doesn't do anything. If you were in a deep league, maybe because it just gets you stats. But right. and that's and why I'd probably go with them. But you, you, I think I like your take on this though. But they're and both players to me are mostly defensive players. And we talk about the value of a steal and a block a game and, and that kind of thing. But like, like a coral. Look, I mean, look at his college numbers. He averaged 0. 0.9 steals and 0. 0.9 blocks in 31 minutes a game. Four rebounds, two assists, and 13 points. He could easily be a guy in the NBA next year playing 25 minutes a game who gets you like half a steal, half a block, an assist, three three rebounds, and like seven points. Like no one's going to buy that. They're going to be like, well, this dude, like he's a fine NBA player maybe, but he's nothing. And Okoro is the best perimeter defender in this draft. Like he has the chance to be a really good perimeter defender. There's not much jump shot though. I don't think he's going to score the ball much. Like, I'm just really worried about his like long term fantasy potential. Yeah. So I don't probably know. Gonna, he's probably going to max out on value in a couple, like a year or two. Right. And and I just don't think that there's that much. Like, I, I or if, in terms of fantasy, Patrick Williams, I mean, he's a good athlete. There's the potential that he grows his offensive game too, but he's kind of the same way where it's like a lot of the intriguing stuff is on the defensive end. And so. I don't love that pick for fantasy either. Now Williams has a better chance, I think, to be a steel block guy. Do you know how much we like those? Yeah, I I'm like worried. that. Uh, one, uh, one, one, one guy, three uh, block and a steal. And Possibly. I'm worried about the I'm worried about the rebounds for Patrick Williams because like he just isn't a fantastic rebounder. I don't think um, he's going to have to score like 12, 13 points a game. We'll see if he can do that. Um, I don't hate him as like a kind of upside pick here because there's not a ton of guys left. Um, and I mean, I'll just go through the names if you, if you want me to. Like, well, yeah, let's say in this particular space, where what would you take? Well, I would go for Lewis Jr. just because I'm like, I'm going to shoot for the upside at this point. Because so I'm like, there's nobody I feel good about producing anything right now. So I'm just going to go for him and take the upside. Other guys I think that could be good and kind of a similar mold as those two would be Devin Vassell and, okay. and Aaron Neesmith. Like, both those guys. Neesmith's probably the best shooter in the draft. Maybe Vassal. Like those two guys are outstanding shooters. Both play a little bit of defense. Vassal's a little bit ahead on the defensive end. I'm also going to trust the Spurs, like, know how to make someone a good NBA player and can play in minutes. So that gives him a little bit of boost. Like, I would take both Vassal and Neesmith over a Caro. Sure. Okay. Um, I think that's fair. Um, you think about kind of like these, the, this kind of like guard guard set here um so like at this point in the draft you're really just picking 
guys who probably aren't going to play and hopefully have upside in my opinion. You know, you've kind of knocked out all the guys who do have minutes coming their way. So at this point, I feel like you're just trying to find somebody who eventually becomes good enough to be like someone actually plays um, at least backup minutes on your, uh, for your team eventually. Uh, and we have a huge like, kind of like conglomerate of, of, of guards. Um, Iris Maxey, Desmond Bain, Will Anthony, RJ Hampton. Uh, who else? Josh Green. Yeah, give me – I'm actually going to take Maxey there. I just like his ability to score a little bit and, and do some other things. I think Cole Anthony could be an all right fantasy player. Like I honestly projected Cole Anthony like at his peak to be a sixth man. Like he's gonna be a guy who comes in, gets buckets. He's not super efficient. He's uh, a poor man's Lou Williams type. Like yeah. if, if that's the, the thing that gets you gets you fired up, uh that's fine. Um we're talking about the, the complete wild card of the draft, which is Pokusevsky. The guy the Thunder picked, they moved she traded up to 17 to pick him. Like he's the potential to be something really special, but like he's a long ways. He's the Giannis, right? He's the two, two years, years away, away from two, two years, years away. away. Right? Uh I'm really scared about that. Uh so for me, right, after we talk about kind of that wing group, I would pick I would pick Maxi, then I would actually pick RJ Hampton, then I would pick Cole Anthony. Yeah. Um, is there is there anyone else hanging around the uh, the draft uh, a name or or a guy that you're like, all right, potentially could be a real like actual like top, one of the, in the top three tiers of fantasy basketball or in the top fifty of fantasy basketball at some point in his career that's still hanging around on this draft list. Uh, yeah, okay, we can go with that. Um, I'm all right with that. Um. I think Jaden McDaniels could be could get enough blocks to make him interesting. Okay, interesting. Okay, we talk about we like talk we talk about those guys who you you basically stream because they're good. I think Jaden McDaniels could be that type of guy. Um, another kind of points and rebounds guy I could see would be Isaiah Stewart. Okay, he went to the Pistons, so there might even be some minutes that open up relatively quickly. Minutes, yeah, might be some minutes there. It sounds like. Uh, Christian Wood is not going to be in Detroit. All right, so that's a that's a potential one there um, that I don't hate. Uh, McDaniel's went to the Timberwolves, so his minutes are going to be a little bit foggier. I would take uh, eventually if I was way far down in the draft and I didn't care. Uh, Precious Achuwu, Achawu, Achawu. Close <laughs> enough, uh, because he's got the coolest name, and he's on Miami. And Miami usually develops players pretty well. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And he was kind of a steel black guy um, at Memphis, so I don't hate that pick. Uh, a lot of these guys, man, I, I just I don't know what to tell you. Like, I think some of them could be decent NBA players, but like Sadiq Bay, Josh Green, those types, like I think maybe at their peak, like they're hoping to be a kind of guy who's like from the 75th to 100 in fantasy. Yeah, like when you once you get at like the top ten, top fifteen of this rookie draft, I I really think it's gonna be like, all right, what do you value? And I think big men usually uh, uh, in, end up being fairly de decent. 
if if they're going to make it, they become fairly decent and uh, and end up being valuable in a standard league at at some point. If, if if they become someone who can be on the floor for 28 minutes, often big men uh, become stand, uh, uh, standard league relevant uh, in 28 minutes if they are if they are good. So I think that's like going more big, leaning more big men. I feel like they also like it's easier for them to pan out. Because there's so, I mean, this this league is so guard heavy. Um, if you're a mediocre guard, you're just never even going to play. Um, you know, like Chris Dunn is signing for like 30 million somewhere. I think like it's it's stupid shit like that. Like if Chris Dunn is better than you, you're not going to play. So um, I'd probably later in the draft just avoid guards. Uh, go with bigger guys uh, who could do steel block stuffed and. Um, Really, I I don't think any of these guys are really like that's what I'm not interested in. And in why well, I'm not terribly interested once you get past a certain point in these rookie drafts, I don't think any of these guys are going to be worth a damn. So feel out the um, feel out your league. See if there's a name that people are jerking themselves off about, or if you're in a if you live in Dallas uh, and there's a lot of uh, Dallas people in your league, uh, take Josh Green and then trade Josh Green when he comes in uh and plays like 15 minutes and has like a nice game in the first week like cool get get rid of him move that i'm looking at the when i look at the rookie draft i look at how i can wheel and deal my way away from these rookies uh, so and not holding them for uh for 20 years i want to i want to hit on two points you made there um i would say every guard especially point guard taken past rj hampton is probably like ceiling is a backup point guard in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So like what backup point guards in the NBA are you owning in fantasy right now? Unless you're in like a 30 team league, the answer to that question is pretty much no one. So take that for what it's worth. Second, I actually approach this rookie dynasty draft the very same way every year. I almost never have a pick. <laughs> that's a better way of doing it i and, and you and people are like what do you mean how do you never have a pick and it's like every time at the trade deadline the year before i'm canvassing going what do you give me i'll give you my first round pick what do you give me for it 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 and inevitably someone is always willing to give me depending on the league now if it's like a 30 team league that's probably like a top 100 player but that's still a very good player in that league in a standard league, a lot of times it's like a top 50 player. That's silly. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll do that. And by that <laughs> point, at that point, people already know that I'm going to be fairly good. So like, it's not like the pick's going to be number one. But I'm always canvassing to sell my picks. I'm always doing it. So if you ever play in a dynasty league with me, and you're a, you're a guy who loves to accumulate those picks, give me a call. I'll pick up the phone. There you go. Uh, I, I like the way we uh, we look at those. It's probably very different than people who really love dynasty rookie drafts uh, and love dynasty leagues to to look at the league that way. But like, I think if you're not trying to win, I don't know what what's going on. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, let's real quick before we wrap this up, switch to our standard league people. Uh, we did talk about these players, but I wonder once again if you had to rank standard league uh, worth taking a flyer on that that's where i'm picking last two rounds of the draft maybe taking a flyer on a, a rookie who are your top three rookies you're taking a flyer on 
Oh, it's it's definitely the top three guys. I think they they're the ones that actually have a shot to play and play decent minutes. So, um, I'd go Ball just because he's got the point guard stats. And I'd go then I'd go Edwards and I'd go Wiseman. Um, yeah, I would I would throw Killian Hayes in there just because I, I I I'm interested to in see what happens in Detroit. Yeah, and the question is, does he play over Derrick Rose, or are they starting Derrick Rose and playing him thirty minutes and playing Hayes twenty? You know, so we'll have to wait a little bit in this training camp and see how that that situation's breaking down for sure. Um, I think Hayes is right in there at number four, um, with Toppin mm-hmm. and with with probably Halliburton and Avdia, just to see like those guys are going to play. Those are the I think those are the seven guys that have a good shot to get like what would be enough minutes to play in a standard league. I think if you talk to us at the end of this season, you told us not one of those players was in the top 120, I'd believe you. Uh, no. I think I'd be a little surprised, but I'd believe you. Ball's got to sneak in there, right? I would think with his minutes and then building the team around him and at least getting threes, but man, what if he shoots like, you know, under 40%? You know, what, well, I guess in Roto, like in Roto, I, in Roto, do you ever touch a rookie in Roto? I wouldn't. No, very rarely. It has to be, um, you know, someone like Zion, DeAndre Ayton, um, someone who's like a not going to ruin your life, and it has like this potential to be like top fifty out the gate. Right. Um, very but, rare. But yeah, in the head-to-head league, like. You're gonna have to you have to bake in that it's gonna be bad percentages. But if you you know do our kind of normal strategy where you're caring about the six counters and you're not caring about the two percentages, like Lamelo is okay, but he's gonna be overdrafted. Like all these guys are gonna be overdrafted, and it happens oh, yeah. in years where there's good players. <laughs> now we're talking about a draft where like None. The, the guy's ceiling might be like he's a one-time All Star, like he sneaks in there one time. Like I doubt it. I doubt any of these guys become All Stars. That's how bad I think this draft is. Well, so I think we talked about this one other time, but like there hasn't been a draft if there hasn't been at least one all star like it's true. For, for a long time. So like one of these guys is eventually gonna make it some some way, somehow. Um a guy one of the guys who I think has the best shot is actually Lewis Jr. Went to the Pelicans. Because like he's quick, he's a point guard, he can make plays, he's gotta work on his, his pick and roll skills a little bit, but he's he can do he can do things. And that speed could be like game changing, right? Like we see players like John Wall, like just I get past you because I'm faster than you. Um, that's the type of guy that I would say him and Lamelo probably the two best shots for me of like he's going to be an all star. That's super fair. Um, I think that wraps it up. Is there any other rookies you wanted to uh, to talk about? Uh no, not not really. <laughs> um, not at all. And and I I'm I have actually been kind of canvassing already trying to figure out like what guy do I think of this and the whole su- not having summer league stunk too right because I think sometimes in summer league like when the guy gets to be the more focal point like these rookies a lot of times are like the focal points of the summer league teams right we get to see like some potential from some of these players that you don't see in college because they're in a much more rigid system. Um, they're, they're forced into some archaic, um, you know, NC State uh, running certain uh, off-ball stuff over and over and over again and not actually playing to these players' strengths whatsoever. Right, and so I think that also, too, helps us, like, figure out this rookie draft a little bit more and go, like, huh, this guy's pretty good. You know, you see, like, guys like Tyler Hero, like, immediately pop a little bit because they're, like, 
running plays for him and he's shooting and he's doing, you know, things that you want an NBA player to do. So uh, that that's that's going to be a little bit of a, a smack yeah. for us fantasy people. But I, I still don't think there's a fantastic player in this draft. But there will be one. And I've been canvassing a little bit hard to try to figure out who's the second round guy that that carves out a an NBA career that's fairly long. So that's kind of my my fun project for. If you're coming up on your draft and you have questions about rookies, you have questions about the draft whatsoever, uh, go ahead and hit us up. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find very good Dynasty rookie rankings at hashtag basketball.com. So uh, those just came out yesterday um, on Friday. So if you have uh, not gone to hashtag basketball in a few days, you have Dynasty rookie rankings out right if you want to support the show, though, and you like playing Daily Fantasy, thrivefantasy.com. Use that promo code WTB. Or if you want to support us directly, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Um, and come support the show. Be a Patreon. Um, it costs very little to support the show, and we really appreciate uh, all the support we can get from you guys. And we'll be back very soon to talk about the literally insane free agency that is occurring as we speak and once that all settles down we'll be able to rank the players and we're going to start talk- doing mock drafts and looking forward to next season which is starting like in less than a month almost immediately so tyler you got anything you want to plug no man that's it all right then we will see you all next time Bye.